Anyway, we're going to move on now and we're going to talk about this incident that I, uh, I touched on at the top of the show where uh, there was a, a tragic death in one of the tournaments played in the border region. And uh, this tournament obviously not authorized by SA Rugby because uh, all amateur rugby in the country right now is suspended for the entire year. That statement was out a couple of months ago. So we're going to speak to people from the border region just to get an understanding of what happened here. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, so um, yeah, that's basically what happened. There was a tournament and um, from what we understand is that one of the players was tackled and unfortunately he lost his life. But we joined on the line by the chairperson for Border Rugby Clubs, Districts and Affiliates, Mr. Elliot Fana. Good evening, sir. Thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Uh, thank you very much and thank you to the listeners as well. Thank you, Mr. Fana. Firstly, for you, I mean, how did you find out about this uh, tragic incident? Um, how I found out was that um, we, we've got structures at border and I am sure that you will appreciate that as much as we are under uh, administration, there is some form of uh, structures that are ongoing in terms of building a border rugby. So what actually happened was that we've got Mr. David Dobella, who is an IRB uh, trainer in our region, and uh, he's the person that actually uh, called me to say, listen, there's an alleged uh, case of this uh, nature. And uh, yeah, that's how I found out about the incident. And before that, you were not aware that there was a tournament taking place in your region? No, I wasn't aware that there was a tournament uh, taking uh, place in my uh, region. But having said that, I should be very honest with you. I was aware that there were people that were busy playing rugby while they were not supposed to be playing rugby. I will uh, give you evidence into that regard. In my own area where I regard, Mm. because uh, border has got about six districts. You've got your Joe Gabi district, you've got your PCM district, you've got Amatole district, you've got uh, the other uh, OR Tambo uh, district and the other two. So all I'm saying is that what happened prior um, the Heritage Month in September, there were people that were playing in the Amatole uh, region. Mm where in one of the sub-unions, I'm actually the president of Victoria East Rugby uh, Union, that's where the late Mike Stofile used to be the president, and the late uh, Reverend Arnold Stofile Mm. was the secretary. So I'm now the president of that area. There were people playing in my area. In actual fact, what I did then was to quickly uh, alert SA Rugby that we've got this problem, and we are under Section 28. Will you please be kind and liaise with us? And I can confirm with you that mm. Mr. Basil Haddad, who is an, an administrator of Border Rugby under Section 28 of uh, SARU, immediately issued out a letter that was saying to our uh, people they need not to play. It is not even SA Rugby regulation. It is now a COVID matter. So they mustn't play. So there was that sort of uh, information that actually went out. But to come back to your question, mm. I wasn't aware that there was that particular game on that particular uh, weekend of the 24th, but I was always aware that our people are breaking the rules and the laws. They are playing when they are not supposed to be played. They were taking chances. 
Yes, of course, they were taking chances. And uh, in my view, uh, Tadiso, they were breaking the law. Remember, we've got Saru as the mother body that we as border rugby said, Saru, we've got a problem. And Saru was proactive enough to say, all right, issue out the letters. There is no district out of the six that I've mentioned that can say they were not given the, 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 the correspondence from Saru that was actually saying already in September that they need not to play. It was against the law to play. So whoever that actually embarked on such activities, that person was breaking the law at will as he sees fit. That's my uh, view and my uh, well-informed opinion based on the fact that there was communique that was saying, do not play. And myself, as one of the leaders in my area, I saw people play. So I was then being proactive to say, if this is happening in my area, it might be happening in the other areas as well. By the way, let me bring you up to speed with what happened in 2018. Mm -hmm. We had the same scenario where we had a player, a very young man, who lost his life. So this uh, trend, it is not something new. Mm -hmm. Even without COVID, our people have always broken the law in the border uh, rugby region. So now, have you been able to find out then who put this tournament uh, together? Uh, that is a, a, a very difficult uh, task. As much as we do have leads in terms of uh, who actually organized the tournament, but to date, what I can uh, say to you is that there was a certain person that we've got a voice note of. That's on record. I do have it even as we speak. That was organizing the tournament. That was talking to uh, some clubs, inviting them to come and actually play. But then what becomes difficult, some of these teams are registered within our district rugby unions. Some of them are not registered. Then that becomes difficult to track. But having this person on voice note does give us a leeway in terms of getting to the bottom of the issue as to what are the facts surrounding this uh, issue. Because in my view, if you've got somebody who's saying something on voice note and people do know that is Mr. X or Mrs. Y, then by all means you do have a good lead in terms of investigating and actually getting uh, to, to, to the bottom of the, 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 the issue. Mm. And so, so how far are you in tracing this person? Because we've also got that voice note where this person actually makes arrangements and says there will be prize money and all sorts of things. Uh, look, uh, Tabiso, let me say it up front to you that there are rules and regulations as far as law enforcement uh, operations. This is, as I've said, this is no longer a rugby issue. It now becomes a criminal issue. Mm. And uh, that is now out of our hands as uh, rugby uh, leaders. It then becomes the law enforcement uh, issues. And uh, I'll be honest with you and say I'm not a qualified person to actually comment as to how far they are and all of that. Mm. But all I can confirm to you and your listeners is that there is a lead, and uh, by all means, law enforcement uh, officers should be given a space to do their work. So the matter is now with the police? 
I cannot confirm that. My understanding is that Saru has issued out a statement, and it is on the media platforms where uh, Mr. Uh, Alexander. Alexander actually said the the matter has is now being investigated, mm. and uh, it is with their legal uh, team. My view, my personal view, mm. that is um, informed by the facts at my disposal is that. If it is investigated, the only people that can investigate it can only be the law enforcement officers. But as I said, I cannot comment on their behalf because uh, I'm not a relevant person to do so. And what about the family now of the deceased to visit Kailo Sabenza Zondani? As border, have you visited the family? Yes, uh, Mr. David Dobella, the uh, trainer of uh, World Rugby, in our area has been in touch with the family and in actual fact i've spoken to him uh, again the last time i've spoken to him again was uh, this afternoon where he confirmed that uh, the petro uh, jackson fund did uh, contribute towards uh, the funeral arrangement mm. uh, they actually uh, bought uh, the, the 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 coffin so uh, I've got that uh, on record from Mr. Uh, David uh, Tobela. Having said all these things, I would like to put it on record that our people, it is high time that they must really try and adhere to the rules. Mm. It cannot be that uh, border rugby is under administration. And all of us at border, we were there. We are not immune to the problems that actually uh, 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 happened at border, we were part of the problem. It should be our own problem that when we are about to bring about the solutions, all of us we then act in good faith. And one of uh, the principles is to actually adhere to the rules. There are rules for everything that one does in sport. And one of those is you cannot start a rugby game without proper equipment being there. Mm. I know that there is a valid argument that people always advance that, yeah, but Mr. Fana, we are not always at liberty uh, to have this equipment that you you are talking about in terms of the first aid and all of that. Then it is simple. If you don't have the equipment, do not start the game. Because if you do start the game, then it ends up in these sad uh, uh, things that are actually uh, happening, which are not great for our society. So uh, this is a well-informed opinion that if you take that risk, then we pay a price of losing a young man. As Mr. Alexander has said also in the media statement, uh, that this game should have never started. Mm. So the issue at hand, who started a rugby game without proper equipment? By the way, leave the equipment out. Who started a rugby game when the rules and the regulations in our country are actually saying, do not play rugby. The only rugby that must be played is only franchise rugby. And and you're saying that there was there was no medical assistant, no equipment. Is that what you found from your investigation after what happened? Uh, that is the information I've got from Mr. David Tobella. That's what he informed me about, that there were no uh, proper uh, equipment there. Sure. And do you know how many teams were taking part? Was it a one-day tournament? Was it a weekend tournament? Uh, it was a weekend uh, tournament. 
I am not well informed about uh, how many teams that were actually uh, taking part in the tournament mm. because at the time of uh, the tournament, I was actually attending to another rugby matter uh, or engagement. So I was not physically there. Mm. The information that I have at my disposal is the information that I had to source from some of the people that I work with. And hence, I'm putting it on record that I have indeed spoken to one Mr. David Tobella, who uh, does BoxMart, which is about the safety of rugby players. Mm. And I've spoken to uh, the Saru president as well. And I've spoken to Basil Haddad, who is the president, and the other people that were actually uh, there as well. And maybe for those not familiar with the with the area, Mr. Elliot Fana, how how big is this region? Is it impossible to monitor everybody, uh, to look after everybody, and make sure that they're adhering to the rules? Uh, first and foremost, uh, let me uh, put it up front that we are talking an issue of uh, proper governance of the game. And uh, border rugby is under administration. The fact that uh, border rugby is under administration means there's quite a lot that needs to be done in terms of education, educating our people mm. about their uh, responsibility and accountability when it comes to uh, player safety. Then uh, I am sure you'll appreciate that from the word go, I did mention that we've got about uh, six. Uh, districts out of the eight districts that the entire uh, Eastern Cape does have, meaning the Eastern Province Rugby Union, they've got only two, and we as Border Rugby, we've got six. So it is huge. But having said that, uh, there are rules and regulations that people need to adhere to. As much as people are playing rugby in the dark corners of uh, our Border Rugby Union, they are mm. playing in the villages. We are not always there and all of that, but there are structures there. It cannot be that a game that is played in a village, it is played without the auspices of what we will call a sub-union. And the sub-union reports to the district rugby union, and the district rugby union then reports to uh, the actual border uh, rugby union. So there are are rules and uh, regulations, there are procedures and processes. It's just a question of our people not adhering to this. And are these these are clubs that are registered or licensed to the border regions, or is it clubs that just come up for these certain tournaments? Because we believe Babegu Pecho up. When it comes uh, to these kinds of uh, tournaments, you will always have a bit of both in mm. terms of you will have clubs that are registered to uh, the sub unions, mm. and then the sub unions in return to the district unions, and then uh, border rugby football union but when it comes to uh, 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 tournaments there will always be that uh, small faction that is not actually uh, affi- uh, an affiliate of that particular uh, uh, sub union so that's what the problem uh, is that you've got uh, people that encourage lawlessness because they do not uh, actually report to anyone and that has been a trend for quite some time. And I'm sure you, you have heard me saying in 2018, close to the very same uh, village, mm. uh, we had uh, almost the same um, uh, incident where a young man lost uh, his life 
uh, because of similar uh, incidents. So this has been a trend for a while. And I'm only mentioning two now, only in 2018 and uh, 2020. And these are, are the only ones that we are aware of or that are reported. It can happen that there was a tournament somewhere else that both myself and you, mm-hmm. we are not uh, informed about. And similar incidents have also uh, occurred as well. And finally, I mean, you've mentioned the challenges that you are facing as border. How far does this set you back now? Uh, look, it does. The fact that there's a loss of uh, life, that is a huge uh, uh, setback because we, we are talking uh, a young man that was supposed to, to contribute immensely in the development of the game in the professional arena. Between myself and you, who knows? This was maybe the next uh, Luke Arm or the next Magazole Mapimpi. Uh, we, 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 we don't know. So uh, it just means the law needs to take um, uh, its place and uh, the law enforcement officers must really come into the fore here and play the role that they are supposed to be playing when it comes to uh, community safety. Because as far as I'm concerned, if in real life, if you break the law, you, 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 you must actually be punished. You know, that, that's as simple as that. You cannot just go around and randomly uh, break the law at will as you see fit. When you do that, you need to be punished. My belief is that, and again, this is a personal view, if uh, these things continue happening, people must be punished. People must take responsibility, accountability of their actions. That's where my standing, because if we do not do that, we're not going to grow as Buddha Rugby uh, Union out of the doldrums, because we are in the doldrums. As we uh, speak, uh, I've already said, uh, Tabiso, that we are under administration. Now, you're under administration, which uh, speaks volumes about the quality of personnel that is there in terms of uh, governance. And then this sort of an incident then occurs. It does set you uh, back a big time. So, and I am saying the law must take its course. And what happened in 2018? Did the law take its course? Uh, It did not. Uh, so I can tell you now that there was an executive committee that was uh, responsible at the time. I'm not pointing fingers at them, but I'm just saying to you, they are the ones that will have better knowledge as to how far that case uh, went without me uh, speculating, because I would like to deal with the facts at my disposal. So the truth is, I do not know where that case ended. Okay, no problem. But thank you for the transparency today, tonight, Mr. Fana, and uh, for coming on and taking our call to talk about this matter. We really appreciate it, and we hope that it's also a message to everybody around the country that all rugby is not allowed to avoid incidents like this. Thank you very much, sir. That's all I appreciate. Thank you, Mr. Elliot Fana, who's the chairperson of Border Rugby Clubs District and Affiliates. At least he's uh, been uh, able to speak to us. I can't say the same about the deputy president of the Amatoli District who had agreed to speak to us tonight about this matter because this happened exactly where they are. But uh, we believe now that he has switched off his phone. Uh, oh, okay, let's...
give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe there are network issues, maybe there's a problem, but we are unable to speak to the pres- deputy president of the Amatoli district. Is the second person that we were referred to. The first person also had agreed to speak to us, but uh, also had changed uh, his tune 30 minutes before the show when they offered us the deputy president. But it seems like the deputy president is not too keen also to come on the show. But we're going to speak to the journalist from the Daily Dispatch that uh, wrote the story on Fundo Piliso. But before that, let's play you that voice note that Mr. Fana was talking about where he says that they know the organizer because they've got wind of a voice note which we also actually have and the manager is in kokele indobana ngabange 24 october yabengomqaben sizabe sine medlalo yes betting games besizidlala nalesi suka kuyo yakwamanana ngomdlalo ke oza ubhayisa kulo wakwamanana besisuka kuwo le weekend mdlalo lowo ke ozabane prizes Esi tatezuba into a sort of boot tournament. Niayazi mozpanzwe mego ye covid esuka kuyo kangis bena klasha li telo jala. Mm, si ilambele rapi. Sizbona kali sile kwa manane be rapi si ilambele. Kozi zingale rapi beli pezu lo kriti. E, Ndiyeke na amke nda nomla okubana ngaba makin. Tatez games. Tizi se apaka ngwelenge 24. Game ezo keza bane prizes. Ezi kaila ku first prize. Ziyocho ku fourth prize. Ndiko angwene landi tandu baka asike sisebenzi se Asa structures besla langa aso kwa manana la knockout Ebetweyo out Because asika biko fit for basinga lala point system Asika biko fit guys Fininga Okay, there's the voice note from the organizer, loud and clear, organizing this tournament, offering prizes, and we've cut out his name. He does say his name in the voice note, but because now we are told that there's an investigation and we've cut out his name, but surely shouldn't be too hard to find if the name is on the voice note. But quickly, Mfundo Piliso from uh, the Daily Dispatches on the line. Mfundo, good evening, and thank you for reporting on this story and being on top of it. Can you hear me, Mfundo? Okay, we're struggling to get hold of Fumfundo Piliso there from the Daily Dispatch. Um, he's been covering that story, that site in the Eastern Cape. And we just wanted to find out maybe a little bit more information, especially about the family and the Amatole district. But uh, we're also not able to speak to Amatole district. There is a game on the go at the moment. Uh, it is now oh one one uh, between Chippa United and Murray Speck. It's the only game of the night in a PE. We've got Mfundo. Mfundo, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening, Puti. How are you, sir? No, Mansia Pilaman. Thank you for being on top of this story. What is the district saying here? Because we can't get hold of them after arranging an interview. Uh, the, the district uh, was actually was the first people to distance themselves from the oh. story, uh, saying they never sanctioned any games. Uh, they were only alerted once this incident had occurred, and uh, they basically did not have anything to say about what happened. And... Uh, who was to blame? Uh, that was their take. Uh, that's the Amatole subunion, right? Even though it happened in their region, in their vicinity. Yes, yes it was their jurisdiction, but they were pleading and, and saying and just saying that, uh, explaining how it all happened, that it was a club which is not uh, uh, actually registered under them. Uh, of course, you'll remember that they are a subunion which falls mm-hmm. under the border rugby union. So they were saying that we only know this club, uh, Justin J. We don't know really these guys. We don't have them in our books. Uh, so we can't really speak on, on, on their behalf or, or what had happened. Are you able to tell us about the incident that led to the player's death? 
Uh, circumstances around that, people have, I think people have also gone quite scared about talking about the matter, uh, like uh, taking us through exactly what really happened because they're also scared maybe they'll be roping into this investigation by Saru. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really unclear what happened to the guy, but uh, someone I spoke to told me that it was a, a, a very dangerous tackle that the guy, Vizitello, um, uh, was involved in. Uh, and and he actually took his life, uh, and there was there was not even uh, uh, medical support apparently at the games, no paramedics, no nothing. It's just people playing a betting game, uh, hoping they will win some money. But uh, something of this nature happened. Have you been able to see or speak to the family? Uh, actually, Tabiso, the family. We we I tried to look for the family, but. Uh, I was unsuccessful. Mm. Uh, in fact, I, I was advised that uh, let us just give them a grieving, a grieving time. Hopefully, in the next coming few weeks, we'll be able to trace them and, and speak to them because uh, they they staying in King. It's not it's not a family that is far. Mm. But we thought we'd just uh, give them that space to grieve. And uh, since this guy was a, was, was a healthy person, the next moment is gone. So we, we didn't want us to seem too insensitive mm. uh, by going to them. And in your in your opinion, Mfundo Piliso, who should be held accountable here since the tournament was not even supposed to go on? I think the organizers should come out come out and face the, the music uh, because everyone knows that there are no games that are supposed to be played uh, besides the elite, the elite games. All rugby structures here locally have been suspended. Uh, as the Saru, uh, sorry, uh, SA rugby president had said, Mark Alexander. So I think people should own up, and because you know, Chabi, so this has been happening in the Eastern Cape, not only in in, in rugby. Mm. We've seen a lot of uh, soccer matches being played in Tanzania, and 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 Safa it also was was speaking against that, uh, calling for for police to actually do something about it, but. People are continuing, so we need people to start uh, facing the music and and, and actually uh, accounting for what they do. And we need people like you to stay on top of this tourism fundo. Keep us updated. We'll also follow up and see what happens going forward. But uh, thank you for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Anytime, Puti. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Mfundo, from the Daily Dispatch there. And just before we go, still 1-1 between Chipa and Marispec United in uh, PE. And uh, who's got the goals there? It looks like Dylan Klassen has a goal and uh, there was a penalty by Evanga from what I can see here. So still 1-1 there. And uh, let me give you the number for the Competitions Commission. Earlier on, we spoke to the Deputy Commissioner, Mr. Hardin Rachisusu, about what was happening with the PSL and the broadcast rights. And um, the number, if you have any complaint to lodge, uh, you can SMS or WhatsApp to this number 084-743-0000. and four zeros zero 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 zero. It doesn't have to be about the PSL. I'm not giving you this number to complain about the PSL, but anything that you want to complain about from what you've heard about the competition or you want to bring to the com- competition commission's attention, then this is the number to use going forward. It is 8 o'clock. We have to go to news.